0: Today's video is brought to you by HelloTushy.com. Hey, brother! Guys, there's one thing I love that we don't really talk about very much on this channel. It's Pokemon. It has been a huge part of my life for the past 25 years and continues to be so today. I'm presently playing a Nuzlocke challenge over on our gaming channel. My son Luke and I have been playing Pokemon Go together and I am actively training for Players Cup 4 over on the TCG. I mean, heck, we've had my favorite Pokemon Scyther on the set for the past 8 years. So today I wanted to show Pokemon some love, but not by discussing my favorite Pokemon, but instead by discovering the Pokemon. Pokemon Company's least favorite Pokemon. Hey, brother! <laughs> Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, HelloTushy.com. Guys, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and we've all done the classic gifts flowers, sentimental cards, pasta art. So why not shake things up this year and give your mom the gift that just keeps on giving? Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about the Hello Tushy 3.0. It cleans your butt and itself with its trademark smart spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. Wow, I'm interested. And I know what you're thinking. Jay, I don't want to give my mom a project, but... Eh, don't worry. This thing snaps directly onto your existing toilet. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. No additional electric or plumbing work is required. And you can buy with confidence because each Hello Tushy bidet comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. We've even taken the liberty of whipping up a little poem you can put in the card. <clears throat> Mother, you were there through thick and thin. Without you, I never could have been. From when I was born until today, the son who got you a bidet. Love, fill in your name. Also, you can just get one for yourself and write the card to yourself, although that it'd be kind of don't do the card part. Anyway, give the gift of a clean butt. Go to hellotoshi.com/super to get 10% off your order today plus free shipping. This is a special offer just for our viewers again that is hellotoshi.com/super for 10% off plus free shipping. hellotoshi.com/super link is in the description down below. So, how do we determine Pokémon's least favorite Pokémon? Well, we start by identifying their favorite Pokémon. This is not hard. Pikachu is their obvious giant star mascot who is literally the most recognizable character on the planet. that's fine. I get why Pikachu gets special treatment. But if you have been a part of the fandom as long as I have, it can be tiresome year in and year out seeing other Pokemon get the same treatment over and over and over. Like, I know we all love Charizard and if you want to include him in everything and give him two mega forms and a Gigantamax form, that's fine. But does he need to be the ace Pokemon of the 8th generation champion? Like, can Galar not have its own signature Ace Pokemon. Also, Leon's cape is stupid. I said it. The reason stuff like this happens though is because Pokemon is not trying to just serve the new incoming audience, but also the people who grew up loving the franchise and have fond memories of those original 151. And I get it, I fall into that category. Scyther is one of the original 151. Even Ben's favorite Pokemon is, wait for it, Firo, who, spoilers, is not gonna be very high on today's list. Or, depending on how you wanna look at it, is very high. Well, you'll see. But this is always the Pokemon company's play. Go back, reimagine, and reintroduce those original 151. And they have managed to do this in an impressive number of ways. There's baby Pokemon, new evolutions, branch evolutions, mega evolutions, Gigantamax forms, Alolan forms, Galarian forms. And to be fair, at this point, they have done a pretty good job of, spreading the love, and giving a lot of those originals their moment in the sun. I mean, I know I personally cheered when I saw that Kingler of all Pokemon managed to get a Gigantamax form. Like, yeah, way to get, good job, Kingler. Way to be relevant in 2021. But there are a few select Pokemon who, despite the many different gimmicks Pokemon has introduced over the years, have been left in the dust. And this is how I determined Pokemon's least favorite Pokemon by single out the most unacknowledged generation one Pokemon. Because I mean, let's face it, if you're some forgotten gen five Pokemon, then who cares? You weren't a big deal to begin with, Behem. Sorry to the ones of you who are now mad at me because Behem's your favorite. But the fact is all gen one Pokemon are a big deal by simple virtue of, I was here first. The question is who is being treated the worst? So to narrow in on this, I made myself a big old Excel spreadsheet and determined seven different categories that qualified as special treatment by the Pokemon Company. I also decided to group Pokemon according to their entire evolutionary family. So, for example, Beedrill having a mega form counts as Weedle getting special treatment. I mean, let's face it, there's no other way Kakana was getting its moment. The categories are being a starter Pokemon, being a legendary Pokemon, having a new Pokemon added to your evolutionary line, that includes babies or branches, having an Alolan form, a Galarian form, a Mega form, or a Gigantamax form. True, there are other ways the Pokemon Company could show you love outside of the main series games, but since everything else is based off of the games, this is where I decided to start. The first two categories were super easy. The starter category wipes out the Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, Pikachu, and Eevee lines. Arguably not Raichu or the original EVolutions, since you can't evolve your starter Pikachu or Eevee, but those guys get taken care of anyway down the line, so I'm just going to knock them out right here. The legendary category also knocks out Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Mewtwo, and Mew. Which brings us to new evolutionary lines. The Clefairy, Jigglypuff, Hitmonlee slash Hitmonchan, Chansey, Mr. Mime, Jinx, Electabuzz, Magmar, and Snorlax lines all got at least a baby Pokemon added at some point. In the other direction, the Zubat, Magnemite, Onix, Lickitung, Rhyhorn, Tangela, Horsey, Scyther, and Porygon lines have all gotten a new evolved form. And lastly, the Oddish and Poliwag lines have each gotten to their own branch evolution. And by the way, yes, I know that many of these Pokemon qualify for many categories. So just be aware that I'm not leaving them out, but if I've already eliminated them, I'm not gonna bring them up again. Moving on though, next up are the mega forms. Left on the list, this knocks out the Pidgey, Weedle, Abra, Ghastly, Kangaskhan, Pinsir, Magikarp, and Aerodactyl lines. Then heading into the sun and moon era, we can start knocking off the Alolan forms. This gets of the Rattata, Sandshrew, Vulpix, Diglett, Meowth, Geodude, Grimer, Execute, and Cubone lines. Love all those forms, by the way. Alolan Ninetales and Marowak in particular, some of my all-time favorites. But that just leaves Galar where we had not just Galarian forms, but also Gigantamax forms. So that means we can knock off the Ponyta, Farfetch'd, and Coughing lines because of their new Galarian forms, all of which are amazing, by the way. I mean, how fancy does Galarian wheezing look? And lastly, there's the Gigantamax forms where we can still tick off the Caterpie, Machop, Krabby, and Lapras lines. Whew, we made it. But believe it or not, after eliminating all of those evolutionary families, there are still 20, two left, so I had to find a new way to determine Pokemon's favoritism. Fortunately, there was a tremendous controversy known as the Galarian National Decks that I could turn to. See, when Sword and Shield came out, so did the announcement that for the first time ever, the full National Decks would not be available to you. Meaning that for the first time ever, it would not be possible to have a copy of every single Pokemon that exists in the game with you. Now, since the release, there have been several expansions you can download, which do in fact increase the Pokedex, but at the moment, the full roster is still not available. So I decided to take our remaining list of Pokemon and see who made the cut. Now, to be clear, these Pokemon have not actually received any special treatment, but the Pokemon company is at least letting you still use them in their most recent game. Pokemon left on our list that were allowed into Galar include the Psyduck, Growlithe, Tentacool, Shellder, Goldeen, Staryu, Tauros, Omanyte, Kabuto, Dratini, and both Nidoran lines. This leaves us with just 10 evolutionary families left, and almost no matter how you slice it, these are the Pokemon Company's least favorite Pokemon. They are the Spiro, sorry, Ben, Ekans, Paris, Venonat, Mankey, Bellsprout, Doduo, Seal, Drowsy, and Voltorb Lines. But our question from here was, how do we narrow it down even further to our number one loser? My first thought was to try and just find a new angle from the games, like were any of these Pokemon at least like the ace Pokemon of a gym leader or something? And it turns out, yes, Venomoth is actually occasionally the ace Pokemon of the Fuchsia City gym. What an... Honor. Good enough for me though, down to nine. For the rest though, I had to start looking outside the main series games. Like maybe they haven't been given new forms, but have they been lifted up by the Pokemon company in some other way? Here I turn to the next biggest and longest running sections of Pokemon, the anime and the trading card game. My first question was, were any of these remaining nine families used by any main characters on the show? At any point. And yes, we can immediately eliminate Ekans and Arbok who were used by Jesse and got tons of screen time in the early days of the anime. Same goes for the Bell Sprout line, thanks to James's Victory Bell, who he used through the Orange Islands and Johto region. And I decided to knock off Primeape as well, since Ash himself caught one in Kanto. He didn't end up using it very much and it left his team pretty quickly, but the fact that the main character caught and had one felt significant. From here, it was tricky. We're down to our bottom six and all parties have been ignored almost equally, but not exactly Equally. I decided to check how many major appearances, at least according to Bulbapedia, each of the remaining evolutionary lines had on the show and how many different cards each of those lines has in the trading card game. Unsurprisingly, there was actually a pretty solid correlation between these two numbers, but in the end, there was a definite and clear winner or loser, I guess. But first, some honorable mentions. First. Seal and Dugong. The duo has had a mere seven major anime appearances since their debut and appear on just 27 cards. It's sad, but at the very least, the guess at least Dugong is on Lorelei's Elite Four team. Yay. And if you think, hey, 27 cards, that sounds like a lot. Well, don't be fooled. This is still very much a participation trophy. Do you know how many different trading cards Pikachu has? 176. Charizard has 40 different cards, and that's just Charizard, not even counting Charmeleon and Charmander. I mean, those are like Pokemon's two favorite Pokemon, so maybe that's not a fair comparison, but whatever. Another honorable mention has to go to Venonat and Venomoth. Like, I know I already eliminated them, but jeez, did they want this prize. Combined, they also have just seven major appearances on the anime and a mere 23 cards, but, Hands down, Pokemon's least favorite Pokemon is Paris and Parasect. Between them, they have just four major appearances in the anime, have been printed on just 25 different cards. They have no alternate forms and you can't even use them in the games right now. It's embarrassing. What happened, Paris? What happened? I mean, your design isn't the worst out there. basically a little crab with mushrooms on his back. I mean, Ditto was a literal blob of unformed plate. Vol- Voltorb. Voltorb, is a ball. He's a ball. Guys, look at Parasect's original sprite. I mean, this thing is menacing. Who doesn't want this on their team? Actually, a fun fact about Parasect, if you've ever wondered why it has no pupils and just white hollow eyes, it's because the mushroom is actually the Pokemon and it's just controlling the body because it's a Parasite. Get it? Paras, Parasite. Also, yes, this totally means it's a zombie crab. Actually, I think it's pretty clever, but here's why I think over the years, Paris and Parasect have been thrust into obscurity. First of all is where you first encounter Paris in its native region of Kanto. You can encounter it in Mount Moon, among one of four Pokemon, the other three being Zubat, Geodude, and Clefairy. Zubat is infamous for its insanely high encounter rate, so it's at least known for that. Clefairy is the super rare and unique fun thing you could catch in Mount Moon, so it has that going for it. And Geodude was just used by Brock, the very first gym leader maybe you ever fought. Like, how cool, now you can have one of his Pokemon on your team. And then there's Paris. I mean, not only is it uncommon to run into and a crab that's being literally eaten by a mushroom, but it's also a bug grass type which means if you chose Bulbasaur at the start, you're obviously not adding this to your team because it's just not as good. And even if you didn't, chances are you did catch a Caterpie or a Weedle in Viridian Forest, and that by now it's already fully evolved. So you don't need a bug either. And on top of on top of that, the bug type was terrible in generation one. Their best move was called Twin Needle. It hit twice for 25 power which for reference is not good. Not that it matters though, because Parasect can't even learn it. Parasect's only claim to fame in Gen 1 was its unique access to the 100% accurate sleep move, Spore. For now. Also hurting its cause is the fact that only two trainers in the entire game use Parasect to fight you. One of them is in Victory Road, which, okay, that's fine. But the other one is over here, on Route 4, who you can't access until you have Surf, but by that point, you're way past Cerulean City, and you only need to go over there anyway if you've beaten the Elite Four, at which point you have no trouble at all beating this girl's level 30 Parasect because your whole team just beat the Elite Four. Ah, Can you just imagine if instead of behind this wall, this girl was standing right here and you had to fight her to get to Cerulean City, like you got through Mount Moon, you think you're about to heal and all of your Pokemon are weak and then boom, You get the signature Spore on you and it knocks you back to Pewter City. I mean, (laughs) everyone would have hated this girl. It would have been infamous. To add insult to injury though, rather than ever giving Parasect the time of day, the Pokemon company seems to have gone out of its way to strip Parasect of any of its uniqueness. Remember when I said it was the only Pokemon that could use Spore? (laughs) Well, not anymore. Here's the new mushroom Pokemon, Breloom. It's grass and fighting and awesome in every way and can use Spore. It's almost like they forgot they had already designed a mushroom Pokemon and were like, hmm. Let's just forget that other one and do this one, but way better. But hey, you don't like Breloom? No worries. Meet Amoongus, another mushroom Pokemon who can use Spore and is actually really specially defensive and quite good. But I hear you, I hear you. You're edgy. You want something a bit more psychedelic. Well, let me introduce you to the mushroom Pokemon, Shenotic. Not only can it also use Spore, but we themed an entire area around the sky in Gen 8. Look guys, I don't know why the Pokemon company seems to hate Parasect, but they obviously do. And I know this part isn't their fault but just to throw salt in the wound and this is particularly painful if you go to pokemoncenter.com you will find only two paris products there a plush and a pin but that's not the part that hurts what hurts is this and stick with me the plush is in stock Oh, do you know how embarrassing that is for Paris? Do you know how hard it is to remain in stock on pokemoncenter.com? Everything is always sold out on this website in stock. And look at the zero reviews. Oh, embarrassing, Paris. I I'm I'm going to buy one. I'm getting one. I'm doing it. Guys, thanks so much for watching today's video. We had a blast researching this one. Let me know in the towel section down below, who is your favorite Pokemon and are they being underserviced by the Pokemon company? I wanna hear all about it. Let me assure you, when that Paris gets here, it is going on the set. We're bringing you back, Paris. We're bringing you back the true under Crab Story. Guys, thanks so much as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Pokemon content from us. If you want some more Pokemon content right now though, we are in the middle of a Nuzlocke challenge over on Super Carlin Gaming. You can start that right here. It has been so much fun. It has been such a journey already. I highly recommend you get over there. We premiere new episodes every Monday and Wednesday morning. Hope to see you there. Then, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother. (gasps) Look, he came before the video was live.